This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today? Dude, I am I, I'm beside myself. It is just bonkers around you here. You cloned it's, yourself? Uh, wait, I, I, I did. I cloned myself. There's another one of me. If you <laughs> felt a big, it. a giant sucking sound and all the energy of the of the southern United States, that was me cloning myself. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's highly disturbing. There's, highly there's disturbing. really, really not enough uh, room in the world. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I am beside myself. It's it's crazy today, man. We're just uh, it, it's it's just hopping. Yeah, things are nuts. It's a uh, lot lot going. Going on here around the old pipe shop, and then um, obviously, you know, a lot of that has to do with uh, you know Christmas time and uh, just increased you know traffic around the shop. Folks coming in looking for gifts. Folks coming in from out of town visiting that haven't been in in a while, and. Yeah, it's just a lot of energy, man. So, uh, you know, and it, it's one of those things, too, what I'll what will happen and what might come out a little bit in this episode is that I'll run through the day working like crazy and I won't eat anything. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. also while not eating anything, my pipe intake and my coffee intake are off the charts. Right. And right. so and, and just in case you don't know, I weigh 150 pounds. And so, like, for me to, you know, have a lot of nicotine, a lot of caffeine and not many calories like it's just kind of a disaster <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a great combination no yeah absolutely you know so I'm, I'm a little i'm a little jittery i might be a little uh you know speech stumbly today but uh but anyway we're, we're having fun man it's uh it's full swing around here so things are going great <laughs> good i'm glad to hear it and uh you know this this is definitely the uh the season where santa's elves are uh working overtime to get all of those uh, great pipes and pipe tobaccos ready to be stuffed in the stockings from uh, corner to corner here. I know that uh, <laughs> you know, I know that that as far as elves go, you are you are definitely in in full on elf mode. So we are in elf mode. Yeah, I, you know, if you ever ordered from the Country Squire, uh, particularly the past I will say three years, uh, there's a really good chance that a, a very good friend of mine, uh, Liz first uh packed your order and sent it to you and she is just a champion and so i want to i want to acknowledge her uh over the air she's you know you may have bumped into her on facebook or one of the online communities she's a uh, real active in those but anyway just she's she's great she does um uh, you know just wonder woman's work and I, I'm, I'm so thankful for her so uh, she is the chief elf and i am the elf on the shelf and on the well, not not on the shelf. I'm doing more uh, than that, you know. A little, 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 little bit, little bit. I'm, I'm, little I'm, I'm move around. I move around some during the day. <laughs> 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 anyway, we, we're man, we're rocking and rolling. Things are good. It's kind of crazy around here too because they're, um, you know, as we mentioned before, they're doing a lot of construction uh, mm, here in mm. our shopping center, and so uh, building all those new apartments behind us, and that's had kind of crazy ramifications on the shop too. But uh, but we do look forward to having a whole bunch of people living right behind us uh, here in the near future. So. That's always rough, man. That's one of those anyway. long-term kind of like benefits that's a short-term nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, the parking, traffic, and, you know, uh, cutting power off randomly, you know, messing with the water supply and internet going down and just, yeah, I mean, you know how it is. It's just construction, you know, and it's, uh, that's right. yeah. you know, powering through. But uh, we're hoping we mine some new uh, and, and convert uh, some new pipe smokers back there. So we're, uh, we'll see. We'll see. 
All right, man. Well, that sounds good. Well, hey, we've got uh, quite quite the show to dive into, but before we do, we want to uh, let you know a few things. First things first, we are going to have our best of episode coming up here at the end of the year. Uh, but if you did not get your nominations in, chances are you missed it. You, you may you may have missed the opportunity uh, because nominations are closed. Uh, as you are hearing this. And so uh, thank you to everybody who was able to get those nominations. And just as a reminder, what we do is we intake those nominations and uh, we will select a best of Country Squire Radio's best of uh, based off of and inspired by y'all's nominations. So thank y'all to everybody for who participated. And we look forward to doing that kind of end of year special coming up very, very yeah. soon here. Uh, we yeah, want to yeah, go ahead. Just always so exciting, you know, and particularly in the past couple of years, we've had a lot of participation in this and input in this. It's really uh, folks have kind of caught on and it's been uh, a lot of fun, um, you know, seeing, you know, what's out there and folks are uh, nominating, you know, things, some a, a lot of which we're aware of, but some of which we're not. And um, and so just diving into some of those things, it's been um, been really great. We're honored by all the participation. So thank you so much for for the folks that have uh, that have jumped in. That's right. Actually, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of participation we are very, very thankful for. And of course, uh, we want to uh, give special thanks to our amazing patrons, uh, the folks at the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club who are making this show happen. Uh, if you'd like to learn more, head over to patreon.com slash Radio uh, today and uh, and learn more there. But man, I I I don't want to kind of you know get too much into the housekeeping because we we got a we got a show man it's it's the holiday season. <laughs> the chestnuts are roasting over the open fire. The open fire that is the pipes on everybody's mouth right now as they are tuning in. Billows of smoke going up to roast to those chestnuts, and by chestnuts I mean the brain modules that exist above people's heads. I Where don't know, are you is, going with this? It's I, a bad <laughs> metaphor. It's a bad metaphor. I, I'm, I'm aware of this. At this point, you've just kind of bought in. You know, no, yeah, you're, yeah, kind of, just, you're, you're a little too far in. So just just roll with it, man. Just we'll keep see going. Where it goes. Okay. All right. Uh, Santa's sleigh is riding up the chimney. That is, you know what? I'm not. I'm just. I'm back in. <laughs> Basically, we're doing a great holiday special this week, man. I'm really, really uh, stoked for it. We are doing three holiday blends that should be on the top of your Christmas list. Sure. Man, that's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we went through a lot of different iterations for the name of this episode, but basically no, it's three right. Christmas blends, but we wanted to give it a little jazz, you know, a little, no, little, that's, little right. that's right. These are three blends and, you know, frankly, they're not specifically made for Christmas or anything like that, but they are uh, blends that we think you ought to try for the holidays. And, mm. you know, there's so many good uh, tobaccos out there, uh, you know, some that are Christmas themed and some that are not. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, a lot of blends that are just really good this time of year that, uh, you know, might evoke certain, you know, characteristics or memories or have certain flavor profiles that uh, supplement all the majesty and wonder and uh, magic of this time of year. And uh, and God knows this year we, we all desperately need a little extra majesty and, and wonder <laughs> in our lives. Are, are you saying that we need a little Christmas right this very minute? Da, 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 da. <laughs> I yes. don't know the words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that Right. Th this is where you stop singing this, and this we talk about pipe tobacco. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't it be both? <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's going to break some law of physics. Um, no, man. So, yeah, we thought we'd talk about three uh, tobaccos that I thought would be fun to visit for this time of year. And so, um, yeah, and again, again, not particularly Christmas themed or, you know, Christmas tobaccos. There is one exception to that. Uh, but, um, but you know, overall, just tobaccos that I thought, uh, you know, should be on your radar and, and some uh, some things that maybe would be good for you to uh, – 
to try this time of year to go with, uh, you know, either your, your uh, you know, figgy pudding or your, uh, you know, special uh, eggnog or whatever it is that you've got uh, got going on. So have you have you cracked open the eggnog yet this year, Bo? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, I have. Um, we do. Uh, we do have an annual tradition for with another show called uh, Flash TV Talk, where we do uh, an event called Grandma Esther's Eggnog Induced Christmas Call and Extravaganza. <laughs> and uh, it is the I, I'm pretty sure we hold the Guinness Book of World Records that have never actually been recorded for the longest podcast title uh, in history, at least, at least in terms of <laughs> holiday theme, to be sure. And, uh, and so, yeah, that actually, ironically, we're recording that one uh, this coming weekend, but um, I, I began pre-gaming a little early, if you know what I mean. So, yes, okay. Yeah, okay. we've been diving into the nog a bit here. Oh, that's great. That's great. I haven't actually cracked any open right now. We, uh, You know, it, it's funny. My drinking buddy, my wife, is uh, she's pregnant, right? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll, that'll about do it. I don't, well, you know, <laughs> and we're big wine drinkers, and so, you know, it's uh, it, it's hard to open a, a nice bottle of wine when, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're the only one in the house that's going to work on it. We're going to talk about pipe tobacco in a second, I promise. But, you know, <laughs> but I am in a lament uh, you know the fact that uh, my wine consumption's gone down because i don't uh you know it, you, you open a bottle and you're the one that's got to drink it and you know after a couple of days it you know tastes like uh you know road tar or something yep, and so right, yeah. uh you know you you've got to got to power through and um yeah it's just it's more fun with a friend you know especially uh especially your wife so anyway all that to say good for you man i need to <laughs> i need to find some eggnog myself <laughs> um man we're going to talk about three tobaccos today the first one We've got kind of got the spectrum of pipe tobaccos covered here. I'm excited about this. Just uh, visiting tobaccos that uh, we haven't mentioned on the show before or uh, have not mentioned maybe in a long time. But uh, the first one is a newer tobacco, actually brand new to the market this year, uh, that I'd like everyone to to uh, to give a shot to. If not this particular one, uh, certainly one that's in the new line of tobaccos that they've come out with. Uh, this is Chacombe Number no. 2 Pipe Tobacco. Now, we did a feature on some of the Chacombe tobaccos uh, before. It was either on a uh, Squire Select or a Tobacco Talk. I can't remember uh, when we talked about it. But uh, Chacombe is uh, earlier, last year, I believe, they came out with three tinned tobaccos that uh, were in the kind of uh, Cornell and Deal, McClellan style tins. Uh, you know, really nice selection. They had an aromatic vapor, an English, and, a, and an aromatic. Um, and, and then this year, they kind of doubled down on their tobacco experimenting. Hmm. And so, uh, you know, one of the blue ribbon uh, pipe companies in the world, the, you know, Chacombe, you always think of St. Claude, France, the home of Briar. It's like, man, they're, they, if anyone has a, you know, has a stellar pipe pedigree, it'd be Chacombe. And so they're, you know, sticking their toe in the water with, uh, with you know, premium pipe tobacco and then um, coming out with some interesting and unique flavors. And, um, and so this year they came out with four more tobaccos. They're very simple. Uh, numbers one, two, three, Three and four, uh, they all feature the uh, uh, kind of signature Chacombe rooster, which I, I don't know what the story is behind the rooster on uh, on the Chacombe branding, but I, I really love it. They just kind of embrace that, and it's uh, it's on their boxes and on on some of their literature and things. It's just some, something that's kind of fun. Uh, this rooster smoking a pipe. There's a big purple number two, and it's just very simple <laughs> but kind of fun. Yeah, so it's a good pipe tobacco. It's one uh, that's Burley, Cavendish, and Virginia's. Uh, you know, this is a Virginia Ford tobacco. It's one that uh, is going to, you know, until the topping appears, it's going to focus mostly on the 
uh, the natural elements of the Virginia, the bright leaf, you know, and so you, you're, you're talking natural sweetness, that high sugar content, a medium to high nicotine ratio, something that's strong, flavorful, but, um, you know, not not bold, but but a strong, flavorful tobacco. And so, um, you know, just really, really tasty. They round it off with uh, traces of burley and, and black cavendish that's been fermented. And so um, it, it kind of smooths off some of the hard edges of that uh, that bright leaf that, you know, just has a has a more refined taste. So what they do after they blend this tobacco, come out with a really uh, expertly blended concoction, they, they actually subtly top this with this fruity note. Now, it's not a, it, you know, a lot of times when folks see a tinned tobacco and then they think fruity, they think, oh, that's going to taste, uh, you know, like a, um, I don't know, like a the Jolly Rancher that everybody throws out or something. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but it's not a sickly or cloying flavor. It's something that's very, uh, very well done, I think. I, I'm sorry, yellow, you, said, you said chlorine flavor? Cloying, C-L-O-Y. Yeah, okay. it's, uh, yes. doesn't have that um, almost a repulsive sweetness to it. You know, it's very, uh, very well done. So okay. um, notes of plum, uh, sweet vanilla, uh, that that plum flavor. They, they actually re- refer to it as yellow plum, which I kind of see where they're going uh, uh, from with that. It's uh, kind of a... Uh, a savory but tartness uh, that you get from some of that stone fruit that that has that color. Um, there's a mulled wine kind of note there, which is interesting. It's creamy and crisp at at the same time. Uh, you know, we talked about wine earlier. Just me, you know, lamenting the fact that I you know can't drink as much as I used to. <laughs> right, right. And um, you know that it does almost have that kind of Sauvignon Blanc uh, flavor profile to it. You know, you've got this creaminess, but um, you know, there's a um, there's a crispness to it there as well which is uh, huh. which is very pleasing so that's um, wild man and it's fascinating yeah. because like i was actually going to comment about you know just the appropriateness of you mentioning uh, being being so into the wine beforehand because there's something about like the chacombe branding that i find very reminiscent of yellowtail you know what i mean oh, like yeah. that yeah. Very, you know, you mentioned like the the roosters kind of right up there in your face, but there's also very much kind of a minimalist approach to it. Mm-hmm. And like instantly when I see kind of their their tins, I'd like the the thing that comes to mind is yellowtail. <laughs> Man, absolutely. It, it, you know, I, I obviously pipe tobacco in my mind goes really good with uh, with good wine. And so uh, now, if Yellowtail's good wine or not, I'll leave that up to the listener to, to decide that. <laughs> I, I have I have opinions and, and beliefs on that that I'll wow, leave unsaid. Okay. But um, anyway, <laughs> no, I think. Uh, but you know, obviously the similarities are there. And, uh, and of course, you know, with French, uh, you know, French branding, of course, uh, the home of some of the best wine in the world is uh, uh, right there in uh, in Western Europe. But anyway. Uh, Chacombe number two. That's our first stop for our uh, three holiday blends that you should try. Okay. All right. So these, and you know, like I said, man, I'm, I'm assuming these are, these would be on your Christmas list if not. <laughs> actually, never mind. You know, I'm, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Go, go, go ahead. What's, what's up next? What's up next? <laughs> One, we think uh, it, to kind of stop off in the English blend section of, uh, of the holidays, uh, you know, we feel like we owe it to our Latakia fans to, um, you know, to certainly talk about a, a robust full-bodied English blend. And uh, and it's a blend that if you've been in the pipe world for a while, you're probably familiar with, although it doesn't get the, you know, the celebrity status or the, uh, you know, rave uh, 
ratings that a lot of other uh, tin tobaccos get. But uh, but it's certainly well known, and, it, and it's a it's a warhorse you know tobacco that's been around a long time. It it always gets the job done. It's a uh, very well blended, manufactured by one of the world's you know best manufacturing houses, and and is just always you know a, a solid blend for the very premium uh, you know Latakia lover. And that is Ashton's Artisan Blend. Um, this is a mm. great tobacco because it pairs the uh, the smoky uh, Latakia content that's there with uh, you know the creaminess that uh, you kind of feel is appropriate for your after Christmas meal kind of smoke, or uh, you know to go with that eggnog or uh, you know something of that nature. Think of uh, wearing that warm sweater while you're watching uh, you know uh, a Bing Crosby movie or something like that. It's uh, this is a good English blend, and and if you like English blends and haven't tried Ashton's Artisan Blend, um, it's it's one you need to have on your list for sure, uh, particularly around Christmas when, you know, with the tradition for many of us is to revisit old favorites and and that kind of thing. So full-bodied English mixture. Uh, this is actually produced by Kohlhaas and Kopp, which we love. Of course, everything that comes out of their factory in Germany is just just stellar. They do a really good job uh, with, with everything that they touch. Latakia, Turkish tobaccos, uh, Perique, uh, Black Cavendish and Virginia. This is a, a full-bodied uh, English blend that Balkan style that you know features more of the uh, the Turkish tobaccos uh, that you know give it some of that you know it, they're creamy but they also are very aromatic and they have a kind of sweetness natural sweetness to it. There's a little mustiness there that's very pleasing and um, yeah, just very interesting. Uh, you know, it's a ribbon cut tobacco. It's going to be a darker leaf. Uh, something when you open it up that uh, on average is is pretty much ready to smoke. You may need to let it dry out a little bit, but um, Ashton has been making tobaccos for, uh, under their name anyway, for quite a long time. Of course, most most folks in the premium tobacco world will know Ashton on the cigar side. Uh, there's an unrelated Ashton company, of course, uh, you know, the Bill Taylor Ashton Pipes, who, um, you know, made in Great Britain and, and you know, kind of uh, hmm. the legacy of uh, the former Dunhill Pipes that are being made. These are completely uh separate, you know, non-related companies, essentially. But um, this Ashton Tobacco, uh, made under the same name as the Cigar Folks, and, you know, and, and for them, and, and, and it really has, uh, over the years, become a very good-selling uh, English-style blend. So, um, you know, this particular blend, it, it packs well, it smokes uh, it smokes really cool. I, I I don't when I visit this blend over and over ever have to uh, you know tinker with relighting my pipe or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, one of the interesting things about Artisan's blend is that it historically has featured Syrian tobacco and Syrian uh, Latakia, and of course over the past few years we know kind of what's uh, happened in the Syrian market, and uh, you know all that tobacco is, is essentially gone from the face of the earth. It's um, tragic, uh, it's certainly mm. more tragic than the loss of the tobacco, just what's going on over there. But because of that, uh, you know, this now features a Cyprian leaf that's in there. So uh, just, you know, kind of pulling back a little bit, looking at the difference between uh, Cyprian Latakia and, and Syrian Latakia. For, for those that maybe are uh, neophytes or not as familiar, just a, a quick, uh, you know, tobacco 101 point. Latakia, of course, it's an oriental leaf uh, that has been uh, basically sun-cured and then fire-cured. And so, you know, it's got this essence of uh, boldness, rich, uh, infused flavor of the indigenous woods that have been 
you know, uh, burned underneath these leaves to impart that specific flavor to the tobacco. Uh, it has a real uh, peaty, leathery uh, note to it. And so that's the nature of Latakia in general. Uh, Syrian leaf, historically, where, you know, the home of Latakia, where it's actually named after, you know, it has more of a, a kind of an aromatic quality. It's lighter. It's more floral. Um, the Cyprian counterparts of it are, they taste different in, in most part because it's actually fired by different indigenous, uh, you know, hardwoods that are there on the island of Cyprus. And so uh, instead of the, you know, local Syrian hardwoods that are, you know, burned to create the Latakia, the Cyprian Latakia has a different, um, you know, different uh, biology and, and all that uh, because of the, the nature of, you know, what's being used to produce the, uh, the fire there for the tobacco. And so, so that infusion of something that's actually different gives the Cyprian tobacco uh, a little less finesse, more power, more, uh, you know, it's, it's a little more uh, ham-fisted in its strength, but, uh, but it, it does tend to be a little stronger and at least bolder in flavor. And, uh, you know, it's certainly a, a well-rounded tobacco, but something that, um, you know, doesn't quite, uh, you know, possess the, uh, the delicacy of that Syrian tobacco. So, but even with the Cyprian tobacco in this particular blend, the Artisan's blend, um, man, they just do a really good job of, uh, you know, kind of balancing out all this. You'll have the, uh, the creaminess there of the black Cavendish that's unflavored. It, um, really marries well with the, uh, Virginias and the, um, and the Turkish tobaccos. And, um, it kind of, you know, a, a good English blend in my mind, um, particularly for the holidays when you're thinking of something that's comforting, you know, a good English blend will almost have this kind of like marshmallowy effect. It'll it'll kind of have this uh, creaminess that you want to swim through as you're smoking. <laughs> and uh, and I think I think the Artisans blend does that. It's one of those tobaccos that, um, you know, for me has always had had elements of that. So um, so very good. It's something that uh, I think you ought to try and uh, certainly be a good good pickup for this time of the year. I like it, man. OK, well, good deal. So we're, we're, we're moving right along. I can definitely see that we've got a couple of different uh, I, I, I challenging the the fla- the corners of the flavor uh, profile. If, if, that's if right. That's a, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> challenging the corners of the flavor profile. Well, I'm just thinking like you know one after the other might be a little crazy. But what do we got for third? Maybe 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 I might be proved wrong. Well, we're trying to round out all the we we are going through basically the entire uh, flavor wheel of the tobacco spectrum here uh, in the pipe world. Running the gambit. Running the gambit. Yeah, and um, man, and so you know, we wanted to have a little something for everybody. And uh, this year, uh, now this this particular tobacco is going to be hard for you to get if you haven't already procured a tin of it. Uh, it was a limited edition tobacco that came out this year from uh, our dear friends at Sutliff, and um, and Sutliff, of course, they've done a good job at uh, coming out with these fun, uh, interesting blends. They're kind of um, you know mad scientist kind of deal where they're getting in the kitchen and trying all kinds of wacky stuff, seeing what uh, what sticks and what doesn't, and uh, you know how it might be interesting as a as a pipe related uh, combination or or something of that nature. And uh, man, so what they did. Of course, uh, you know they've as as we've talked about before. Um, you know they've been really focusing on a lot of pressed tobaccos, a lot of uh, even double pressed tobaccos. Their crumble cakes and uh, and plugs, things of that nature. Um, and I think their Magnum 
opus for the year 2020, which definitely needed an opus. <laughs> <laughs> it needed something to bail us out of this. Uh, but uh, man, a, a great, uh, great product that came out this year uh, from our friends at Sutliff, and that is Kringle Flake. Um, and uh, man, it is it is just absolutely uh, divine. It is really, really good. Um, Sutliff, uh, you know, the last couple of years they've come out with this Kringle uh, Flake. It is a um, Virginia-based tobacco, a little different every year, but something that uh, is always, uh, you know, kind of in that Virginia uh, vein. Their focus is on that reddish, uh, ruddy, darker leaf that uh, has the more rich, mellow flavors to it. And uh, this year they kind of uh, even went crazier with it and, and found some ancient Perique to throw in there as well. Uh, they say decade-old red Virginias are stoved to perfection, uh, bringing the natural flavors to the forefront. Then they are combined with 2003 vintage Perique, pressed and sliced into broken flakes. And let me tell you, Bo, this stuff is awesome. Yeah, it it, it, is, it is awesome. And I, and I, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it's called Kringle Flakes. So you know, obviously, it's you know we're, we're thinking Christmas time and um and, and that whole um chestnut <laughs> i mean they've got the but, wreath right there on the i mean it looks like a wreath the way they've got the it is the and it's even got a little uh place for you to write like to and from you know kind of deal mm, like they you knew what they do. were doing um yeah you know their own uh kind of you know gifting it type thing which is which is really neat which i imagine most people that bought it you know they wrote from myself to myself and they actually probably just wrote the date they bought it on and uh because <laughs> I, I doubt there was a whole lot of gifting of this particular tobacco going on but um man they nailed it this year they really did you know it anytime you know someone comes out with a tobacco like this they're they're high expectations they spent obviously a lot of time on this particular recipe uh they picked these particular tobacco leaves with very specific intentions uh and and then put them through the processes they did uh, uh, to bring out very specific, interesting flavors, and so uh, for them to take those uh, those old belt red Virginias that have you know that uh, kind of natural nuttiness to it, that nutty you know uh, creaminess to them, the the uh, zestiness that's there that is very unique to that particular uh, style leaf. They've stoved a lot of these Virginias. It's got this hard, this high uh, dark. Uh, content there, they call it, which, um, you know, stoving Virginias, you're essentially griddling them, bringing that sugar, uh, caramelizing it, bringing it to the top and uh, having these flavors that uh, might take decades to uh, emerge from the tobacco itself, but you kind of are able to, to you know, uh, cheat and use the power of physics to, to get you there a little quicker. <laughs> and uh, man, are they so doggone good. They just really crushed it. Um with this. And then of course the Perique. Now Perique is 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 fascinating. Of course we love Perique on the show. I'm a big Perique fan and have always uh, enjoyed it. It's a tobacco that has a high nicotine content. It uh you know has a pungent uh vinegar vinegariness. It's uh semi-sweet. There's a pepper component to it almost like a a Tabasco sauce or something. It's mm. this sweet, spicy, mushroomy concoction. Uh and and you're going to get that in any sense of Perique. But um what's fascinating with what they done here. They found some really old Perique. I mean, this is a vintage 2003 Perique. And Perique over years really, really changes. It's going to go from that more spicy, vinegary pungency to more of a of a fruity, aromatic, um, you know, kind of a 
um, like a cider almost. You're going to get more of that, um, you know, just kind of crisp sweetness that's there uh, while maintaining some of that sweet heat as well. Mm. You know, it's just a really fun tobacco under, um, you know, after, you know, pressure and, and a lot of time. And so uh, I think, of course, nothing pairs better with Perique than, um, you know, a red Virginia or a uh, or a bright Virginia, for that matter, as, as well, a yellow Virginia. Uh, these tobaccos, of course, uh, you know, really go hand in hand like peanut butter and jelly. They're just, uh, um, you know, such a good fit. But, um, you know, applying that extra pressure to this Perique and, and Virginia is letting it kind of marry up over time. Now, one thing, you know, I've called out Sutliff before. Sometimes they'll mention that it's a flake tobacco, but it, you open it up and it's like a, uh, you know, it's a crumble cake or, you know, they, they've called tobaccos like a plug before, but then you open it up and it's a, a you know, basically a thick cut crumble cake type thing. Um, Sutliff says Kringle Flake is a flake. And it is. This is a real flake tobacco. It is a thick-cut flake that is uh, made of uh, whole leaf that's been pressed and then um, and then sliced into these really beautiful flakes. And they're uh, they're they're largest, you know, normal size flakes that are just kind of crumbly and uh, have a have a relatively high moisture content. But they tear apart very nicely in the hand. Um, I found that with the Kringle flake, it was good to uh, let it sit for a while, kind of. Uh, you know, uh, the few bowls that I smoked, let, let it, you know, to kind of tear apart the amount that you uh, anticipate putting into your bowl, um, letting it sit there, breathe and, uh, you know, have uh, the opportunity to, to dry out just a little bit. And then as you load your pipe, I think uh, it'll uh, it'll reward you uh, in that case and and also stay lit uh, very well. So uh, once you get this uh, packed and, uh, you know, gently, uh, you know, charred, tamped and then uh, and then fully lit, it, it, it really shines. It's just a great tobacco from beginning to end and, um, you know, has a lot of that kind of uh, carameliness that comes through after, uh, you know, something's been cooking, baking for a while um, really nice and so um, you know something good uh, that they've that they've really come out with here now whenever we talk about Sutliff Virginias okay hmm. and this is just something that is in the pipe circles whenever we talk about Sutliff Virginias there's an elephant in the room okay the elephant in the room is are they trying to be McClelland is is Sutliff mm. trying to be McClellan. Are they trying? Are we talking are, about that are, right now? Are they trying that that that's it's the elephant oh, and God. and it's and and they're trying. Are, are they are they trying to mimic some of those flavors that we don't have on the market anymore? Mm-hmm. And. And and so and there's these are discussions, right? I mean, they really are. The, you know, folks are uh, like, well, you know, you can't get fifty one hundred anymore, but they do have five one five RC. And um, well, you know, the uh, you know some of those uh, more matured Virginias are off the market, but I don't know this uh, Virginia Pre Crumble Cake from from Sullivan's pretty pretty doggone good, you know. And so uh, folks are folks are comparing uh, the two, and and er, the conversation always goes into the direction of, well, it's not McClellan. It's, it's certainly not McClellan. Right. It's not Christmas cheer. Mm-hmm. But it's it's pretty, pretty good, close, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not not Christmas cheer is what you're saying. 
<laughs> we hear this regularly. It's a it's a conversation. That's the elephant in the room when it comes to these new Sutliff uh, Virginias that they've been aggressively pursuing. And and you know what? Frankly, I'm for it. I think the folks at Sutliff are doing an awesome job. Uh, there is that kind of gap in the flavor profile that they have uh, gone directly into. I, again, uh, intentionally or not, I I do have my suspicions, but um, but but I think they recognized, you know, in the sense that these are. Uh, you know, some there's some smokers out there that are uh, clamoring for a, a specific kind of uh, vinegary, ketchupy, uh, you know, red leaf that uh, that was uh, you know very uh, very popular on the market and and certainly pairs well with things like uh, you know unflavored black Cavendish or Perique and 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 Latakia and so they've kind of they've kind of majored in this they've kind of doubled down mm. they're they're chasing this tail and uh, and seeing where it goes and um, and, and I think the folks at Sutliff have done a, a good job with this. So, okay, Kringle Flake, are they trying to mimic McClelland? Are they trying to mimic Christmas cheer? You know, is is there that, you know, Christmas cheer every single year, right? It had a different, um, you know, a different recipe. The The leaf was from a different vintage and uh, they had handpicked the, the leaf from, uh, you know, various farms that they had visited themselves and all this kind of stuff. Let those uh, leaves sit back for, for, you know, years and years doing their thing under the summer sweats and uh, in the Carolinas and then, uh, you know, expertly blending these tobaccos and uh, letting them age. Just a lot of care that went into that. And, and, and Sutliff, I think they've got their eye on that. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think this is a you know a direct copy a clone of uh, of anything Sutliff has done but but I think on the, in the periphery as they're blending their stuff they're kind of realizing like there's there's something here and we know people want it and um and and there's essences of that flavor profile that you find here in Kringle Flake you know is Kringle Flake Christmas cheer it's not it's it's a different tobacco okay. is it is it really good yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good, and and it and it does push some buttons that I think have not been pushed in the tobacco market in uh, in a while. And so, um, and just really really proud of Sutliff. Obviously, you know, I've, I've kind of become a fanboy of this particular tobacco, and so uh, you can hear that in you know in, in my voice now. But um, you know, I hope they come out with more of this kind of stuff. I'm really yeah. uh, really eager to see them do some more you know regular production tobaccos. That that, that features some of these flavors and some of this type of um, this this type of profile. Um, you know, it's a it's a legit flake. It's something that uh, is very well made. It uh, you know packs and lights easily. The uh, moisture content is uh, is is great. It's got a really nice flavor. It has all the the superlatives that the Virginia smoker are looking for. Lots of natural sugar content. That pleasant sting. Uh, a little bit of that vinegar in the background. Um, you know, it's just really really nice. And so. So on and on, I'd have to say it's a great Christmas tobacco. It really is, and and, and part of the reason it is is uh, it, it is called Kringle Flake, but um, but also it has that zesty cheerfulness that comes from this time of year. Think the uh, the nutmeg and the allspice and and all that kind of stuff. This is a tobacco that it doesn't have those flavors in it, but gosh, it, it's reminiscent of it because of uh, because of how it burns and and how how it tastes in your mouth. Mm. And so um, a great tobacco. I, I, if you can get your hands on a can, I highly recommend it. And let's all pound the doors of Sutliff and ask for more of this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> man, that was quite the testimonial. And certainly, man, I, I think throughout all of the various flavors that you've kind of 
uh, laid out, especially with this one in particular. At one point, you said like a spicy, mushroomy, sweet. Like there was like a bunch of different, uh, yeah, like concoctions of flavors that now have me just starving for dinner. Uh, so <laughs> I would say you've set the uh, the Christmas table here. But here's my question for you, man. Yeah, sure. Would you say? I mean, like when you're when you're a pipe tobacconist, like do these go on your Christmas wish list, or is it like? I mean, you know, you already got them. What what does Santa bring to the pipe tobacconist who has everything? Uh, he brings uh, boodles. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. He bring he brings he brings gin. Now <laughs> oh, there you go. He does. Uh, and uh, and and you know, a good conversation and 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 fellowship and. Um, and, um, man, that's all the Christmas cheer the tobacconist needs. Hey man, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like, look, we need a ton of <laughs> cheer right now. It's been a rough year, but of course our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum are all about spreading the cheer this year, offering 25 days of giving. Uh, this is a giveaway from November 25th until December 24th. So we're coming up here at the very tail end, but you can enter for a chance to win a Missouri Meerschaum prize. Drawing will be held from December 1st through Christmas day, and they will be drawing once daily. So you want to make sure you enter now. Uh, corncobpipe.com is their website. And of course, we love the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum for helping sponsor this show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week. All right, man, this one's coming in from Cassie Holland. Uh, It's a great pipe question. Uh, So here's what Cassie has to say. I have a bit of a pipe question that I believe you both can provide some input on as pertains to being a pipe smoker and who is also a father. While not yet a father myself, I'm aspiring to be one and relish the idea of celebrating with a pipe. That said, how do you guys manage smoking the pipe while having younger children uh, who would not do so well around the smoke? Are there best practices for being able to smoke in the season of fatherhood? Uh, Also, I have some friends who have celebrated the birth of their child with the purchase of a favorite liquor to share or perhaps not share with that child when they turn 21. Do either (laughs) of you make a sort of uh, celebratory purchase pertaining to the pipe with the birth of your child? Uh, also, man, there's a lot of questions up in this. There's a lot. It's a lot packed into this. Packed good, into good, uh, good stuff. Uh, this is really, this is really more of an episode that uh, Casey is uh, presenting right here. But uh, it might be. I also wanted yeah. to ask you guys: <laughs> uh, have a pipe reservation to pass down to your kids one day as some sort of heirloom. As always, I appreciate the podcast greatly and help entertainment as it provides over the course of a somewhat bleak year. Keep up the great work, and that again is from Casey. Casey, laying it out, the uh, best pipe smoking practices for fathers of new newborn children. No, that's right. <laughs> it's a lot to lot to look forward to. Well, Casey, uh, to be an aspiring father, that's that's great. You do need to find a uh, a spouse first. Yes, so I, I would I would highly recommend that. <laughs> be an aspiring um, and, husband first, and then, uh, <laughs> then and and then and then do um, that the things that that spouses do, and go. and maybe the stork will stop by. <laughs> but uh, man, yeah, we we do wish you a. a a full family one day and yeah you know with uh with with what we've done i and i may have mentioned this uh, i think I, yeah i've mentioned this on the air before but i actually purchased a pipe in honor of my daughter and and it's a uh it's a seriacopo it's a beautiful straight grain pipe that has a nice warm red color and um and, and it's got a sterling band on it mm. with these uh uh, these geese that are flying around the side. Uh, my daughter's name is Charlotte. That sh- uh, Charlotte means uh, free woman. It's uh, the feminine for Charles, and and just uh, has that uh, that freedom. And I'm thinking the the flying birds and all that. It just kind of uh, made good sense to me. And so uh, for me personally, I, you know, while I'm smoking that pipe, that's time that I set aside for. Uh, you know, kind of, you know, r- r- ruminating about my daughter, praying for her, thinking of her mm. and, uh, you know, and that type of thing. And so uh, so that might be something you do is have a pipe in honor of uh, of whatever uh, child that um, that you have. For me, your standards are going to be different smoker to smoker as it comes to tobacco products around children. Uh, it, it, that's just the reality of it. You know, I, I don't know how else to say it. You know, when I'm on the porch outside, it's nothing for me to, to hold my baby and smoke my pipe you know that for me that's just uh you know we're outside the wind's blowing and i feel like it's a a responsible way to enjoy uh my family and my and my belief and so you know you'll have to work through that you know yourself and with your own standards and your spouse 
and everything else. But um, but that's kind of what we do uh, in our house. And so, you know, it's just uh, just something you'll have to, you know, kind of feel your way through and uh, your own comfort level. So, you know, we are sensitive to it, though. We want to, uh, you know, make sure that the baby's not, you know, constantly in a cloud of smoke or anything. So even outside, we just, you know, make sure that we're, we're standing in the right areas to to dissipate the smoke where it needs to go. Yeah. So um, you'll figure it out as you as you get to that point. So, um, yeah, and a lot of folks do, you know, when the child turns of age, they'll uh, maybe, you know, have some tobacco they had set back for them when they were born. And maybe you can uh, crack that tin of tobacco open at that point. Or, uh, you know, you, you bought them a pipe and you give them that pipe when they turn 21 or, uh, you know, however, however that might work for you. But, you know, the fun thing is you can invent the tradition. You know, you don't have to uh, – there is no guideline. It's something that you can uh, you can come up with yourself. And so, um, yeah, I encourage you to do that. Be creative and, um, man, and uh, regardless, you know, have, have your, you know, babies, uh, you know, interact with you. Have them familiar with it. These are, uh, you know, going to be, you know, folks that, you know, have fond memories of being around daddy uh, and smelling that sweet pipe tobacco. And so, um, you know, we, we encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you encourage it. I'm, I'm actually going to go in a different direction on that one. Uh, we did not. We did, I did not smoke my pipe around uh, my kids when they were uh, when they were infants. Uh, in fact, I didn't smoke around them until they were both kind of school age. Um, you know, the body, yeah. like the body at that stage in particular. I mean, you know, the kids developing, the brain's developing. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's a tender age. I think I think what you said is is right. Like if you're going to do it outside where the wind is blowing, that's exactly right. I think we've all learned yeah. a little bit about, you know, making yeah. sure that the utilizing the wind to carry carry things away is a, is a good thing in the year 2020. Uh, but uh, but no. don't smoke your pipe in your car with your infant when the windows up. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Just don't do that. But uh, but no, you know. So we, uh, yeah, no. That's I, I think um, I think that it's it's one of those things that that it's a you know um, it. I obviously enjoy the pipe. I think it's a good thing to enjoy. I think you're right. I think there's going to be uh, many many memories of my kids seeing dad smoke the pipe to be sure. But at, in the infant stage, I mean. You take one for the team when you become a father one way or the other. And some of yeah, that sure. is sacrificing and putting things you love to the side uh, to, to care for them in the way that you see fit. Because you're right, John David. It's it's really kind of about uh, folks making making whatever choice they want to there. And I will say this, with with saving – so obviously I've got a, a number of pipes. I don't have any that are kind of dedicated to specific children or anything of that nature. Really, like when it comes to family heirlooms, uh, I think the biggest thing for me is probably hats more than anything else because they're going to yeah, associate yeah. those hats with me more than anything. And actually, sometimes I'll even like bring my hat out and put it on the kid if they're having a rough day and it's kind of a, a moment brightener and that sort of thing. Um, but like you said, I mean, it's really kind of about de- defining what that tradition is. I'd, I'd love to say that there's a tin that I, I saved. I mean, I could probably go into my cellar and pick out a couple tins and like, you know, fudge it a little bit. Be like, yeah, yeah, I'm saving this one. Yeah, I picked these out when you were the seven, you're born. and it was really it was very thoughtful. <laughs> but I think you have to plan ahead for for something like that to make it happen. Though I will, you yeah. know, I did um, for my oldest. We planted a tree in our yard. Yeah, uh, when she was born, uh, the judge came over and and uh, we planted a tree in the backyard. Yeah, you know, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah. and it's still there. Obviously, we're not at that house anymore. So there's a bit of a you know. <laughs> <laughs> learned a bit of a lesson on that one. You can't take that one with you, but uh, right. I think that's a, right. I think a briar, uh, a briar pipe is, is certainly the probably the best thing, man. That's a beautiful pipe. You just described for your daughter too. Well, Casey, yeah. uh, man, uh, best of luck to you and your family endeavors. Uh, keep us, uh, keep us posted to be sure. Uh, and Hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, be sure to write into the show that show at country 
in that show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire questions. Ow! All right, man. Quick fire questions. These are okay. We're keeping up that kind of Christmas theme going on here. I want you to cast your mind back. All right. When you're when you're okay. a kid, Christmas morning, Santa's coming. We're gonna be running down like the the kids. Like when when you were a kid, these are the quick fire questions in terms of the gift you wanted. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So train set or race car? Ooh, um, I'm gonna go race car. Okay. Yeah. No, the race car. I mean, it was more freeing. You could take it on anything. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Teddy bear or any other stuffed animal. <laughs> uh i i'm gonna go with any other stuffed animal right. for me it wasn't uh it, it was probably a pound puppy is probably oh man, i forgot about <laughs> the pound puppies man i probably man i love i i had a pound puppy and uh man i i i clung to that dog for a uh for many years so uh i'll, I'll probably go with him <laughs> okay all right that's pretty good man no i had uh i had a little bear called black and white bear that uh man i wish i i wish i knew where it was and i loved that thing like crazy and i have no idea where it went um, and it, and the funny thing was we, I called it black and white bear, but it was just really kind of brown and tan, <laughs> you know I mean? black and tan. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, all right. Game boy or Sega, uh, game boy. I, I love Sega. I was one of the folks that had a Genesis. I had a game gear, I, you know, loved it, but, um, but man, I, between the two, I got to go with the game boy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I, so there was a kid in my neighborhood who had the Sega, the, the handheld Sega, and it had what was it like echo dolphin hero yeah whatever that was called and that yeah. game was like such a weird concept and yet i loved that game and i really yeah. always wanted the sega for for that dolphin game but um <laughs> yeah yeah game boy is pretty tight though uh all right and then this is the lame gift that you got from like your aunt or uh or maybe your grandma okay. or something like that clothes or books all right which one i would rather get yeah is i guess probably so. yeah pro- probably probably close i you know at that point it's like well you know i i I, at school they're making me read enough and you know i'll probably go with the clothes i want to be very clear i love all of my relatives and i love all the care that they put in the gifts but every single year (laughs) that i got clothing for christmas like it was all stuff that i would never wear you know what I mean? Like I would never choose this for myself. I never wear it. And most of the time they just hung up in my closet. Like sometimes my mom would force me to wear yeah. it for like Sunday, but like for the most part, like I never, never really got into the clothes that you I was hang wearing. on to it long enough that that relative kind of forgets about That's it. Right. And then you take it to goodwill. Yeah. Well, that kind of ideally idea? you outgrow it and then your, your siblings are stuck with it. Uh, oh yeah. And so that, that, that yeah. worked out pretty well as an oldest child. I was able to, to make that work. <laughs> All right. And then lastly, what was your favorite present from Santa as a kid? Wow. Um, dang. Right? Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It, it was probably, oh gosh. Yeah, it was, it was probably the time I got a bicycle. Oh, yeah. okay. I'd, I'd say one. it was the time I got, I got a little BMX bike and, um, man, I was a, I was a Northeast Jackson road warrior and, uh, <laughs> man, just tore up the streets of, uh, of, uh, three, nine, two, one, one, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, riding my bike, man. Yeah. I, I think I'd have to go with that. That's, that's a classic gift. That's, that's a great one, man. Uh, yeah. mine would be, I, there was a submarine Lego kit that I got one year and yes, I loved that thing so much. And I just remember being mesmerized by it. It was a, it was a beautiful, uh, beautiful gift, but, um, that Lego set was, was definitely, uh, my favorite toy as a kid. 
All right. Well, there you go. That's quick fire questions for this week. And hey, if you've got some quick fire questions, uh, be sure to send them in the show. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, man. Listener feedback. We've got our last bit uh, here at the detail of the show. We got we got some great listener feedback in from Joe as it relates to our episode last week. So, uh, John David, what did Joe have to say? Yeah, Joe, man, longtime uh, listener of the show and, and good friend. He says, uh, uh, hey, Country Squires, love the pipes and pulpit episode. Uh, as a Catholic, I can tell you guys are going to make a couple of fantastic future papists. <laughs> he, he said, I'm here for you. Uh, uh, oh, man, that my uh, Reformed friends are going to have a blast. Uh, I know, right? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, my uncle, uh, he goes on to say, my uncle is uh, himself a priest who gave me all his pipes when oh, he right gave up the hobby. Uh, he said, the reason uh, was because as a priest, if he preaches that the body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, maybe he shouldn't be smoking. Uh, he had no such reservation about me taking up the hobby. However, <laughs> um, it's like I'm a priest. I gotta have. I gotta append, I gotta appear like I got my act together. You go ahead and smoke the pipe. <laughs> right, right, right. This is wrong. You have it. <laughs> right. He goes on to say, uh, "I thank him to this day for his conversion. Uh, <laughs> I have given a priest a, a nice Savinelli as a gift, and he and two seminarians at my house spent uh, a wonderful evening smoking and discussing the finer things. Uh, these are just two examples of many, uh, but along with alcohol in moderation, it seems like a very acceptable practice within Catholic circles. Uh, and guys, the 12 days of Christmas starts December oh, 25th. Yeah, we're not going to do not this. Not ends. Come on, man. It, it starts December 25th, not ends. Leave <sighs> that tree up and the lights until Epiphany, or we will have to fight. <laughs> With tongue slightly in cheek uh-huh. to avoid the bite. <laughs> That's from Joe. And he is right. He is right. The 12 days of Christmas uh, starts on yes, Christmas Day, yes. which is the beginning of Christmas Tide, which ends at Epiphany. And uh, and, and so so technically the light should be. OK, up. the and, Catholics and are right. right. Is that what you want me to say? I'll, I'll say it. The Catholics I, are right. Well, I, I'll, I'll just say those of us that, <laughs> that those of us that follow the church calendar are, are right. <laughs> uh, no, you know, you're exactly right. My wife is, has, has argued this several times, several times. But but I think that carrying the Christmas season from a, I think, I think that, um, you know, I, I think as, as Christians, we should carry the season of Christmas all, all year long in, in our hearts and in our worship to be, to be sure. Uh, I think as, um, consumers who have been bombarded with, uh, <laughs> mistletoe and, and shining lights and, and Santa Claus and Christmas trees carols. and carols. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I'd rather start the new year on a, on a bit of a fresh slate. And so, um, <laughs> you know, I, I want to respect the, the practices of, of those following strictly to the church calendar. However, um, yeah, no, on the, uh, on the, on the first day of Christmas, it was over for me. <laughs> it was over. It was, it over. was done. But uh, thanks so much for that, Joe. We really appreciate That's it. That's funny. Yeah, Joe, great feedback, man. Thank you. And hey, if you've got some feedback for us, uh, head over to, again, that show at countrysquireradio.com is a great place to email us. You can uh, follow us on the Twitters. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. At Squire Radio is the show's handle, but all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. 
Man, we have got some great content headed y'all's way here to carry us through the end of the year. Uh, we're really, really excited to uh, get to our best of episode. Um, we've got our Christmas wish list coming up next week. It's going to be, we, we, it, it's a fun season, man. Despite despite the frustrations of the year, it is a fun season and I'm, I'm looking forward to spending it with you. Indeed. Likewise, man. Well, as always, Merry Christmas and I'll see you next week. All right, man. Let's go have a day. Bye, brother. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.